Welcome to 15 Minute Freelancer, your snack-sized guide to being your own boss and building a business and life you love. I'm your host, Louise Shanahan. My LinkedIn bio says I'm a freelance health copywriter, but for the next 15 minutes, I'll be tickling your ears with practical strategies, behind-the-scenes stories, and nuggets of wisdom so you can create a freelance business that works for you. Whether you're just starting out or you've been self-employed for a while, I'll be right here with you to help you navigate the ups and downs of freelancing life. So grab a coffee, relax, and join me for 15 minutes of freelancing fun. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Hello and welcome to another episode of 15 Minute Freelancer. Today I am very excited to be joined by Diane Wiradu, who is a messaging strategist and conversion copywriter and the founder of Lion Words. She helps SaaS and B2B companies simplify their message, attract more perfect fit customers and get better results from their marketing. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> so I wanted to have Diane on the podcast today to talk about how we as freelancers can use similar customer research and storytelling strategies to attract our clients, even when we don't have all the budget and resources of a big software company. Diane also has a pretty cool framework that she uses to structure her services, the ROAR framework. So I'm very curious to find out how having a named process like that has helped elevate her business and how freelancers who might be listening to this can think about developing their own. So hello, Diane. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Louise. Thanks a lot for having me. Excited to be here. We've actually got a few translators in the audience, so they might be interested to hear that you also used to be a translator, I believe. In a previous life, I was a translator, yes. Yeah. So I've always worked with words in some way, some shape or form. Um, so yeah, my academic background is languages. I studied Spanish and Italian at university. Then I kind of went straight into the corporate world, worked in a translation company. And I first started my freelance journey as a translator before kind of pivoting into messaging and copywriting. So I mentioned your Roar framework in the intro and people are maybe wondering what that is. Something I often talk about on this podcast is the importance of owning your process when you work with clients and having a proprietary framework, if we can put it that way, to help you explain and structure your processes seems like a great way for freelancers to shift from that mindset where maybe you see yourself as, quote unquote, just a copywriter or just a designer or a translator for hire to actually owning your process and being seen as an expert. So maybe we could start if you could tell us a little bit more about what your ROAR framework is. What is it and what was the inspiration behind that? Yeah, so the RAW framework is the four letters, so R-O-A-R, RAW, like a lion. So you can probably guess there's a little link between the framework and my business name, which is Lion Words. So the RAW stands for, the R is research and discovery, the O is organization and strategy, A is then assembling and executing, and then the R is review or review, testing, validation. So that's kind of my conversion copywriting process, basically. So I follow that for any copywriting engagement. Um, and it just helps me kind of walk through the process that I follow to kind of uncover those messages. And it really gives me a way to explain the way that I work to, to clients. And it, it's funny, actually, the, the way that it came about, I was actually given some advice uh, that I'm really happy to pass on to, from a, a mini mastermind group that I was in uh, last year with Joanna Weber, so the Copy Hackers mini mastermind. And one of the pieces of advice that she gave was just think about your process and own it. And I think at that time, I didn't have all of the samples, the portfolio pieces. I didn't have all this, you know, the fancy client roster because I was moving from one industry to another. I realized I didn't need all of that to like 
own my own process. And so once I realized that, I came up with it really quickly, actually. It was like a light bulb just went off in my head. I realized I wanted to go with something bold, something memorable, a bit like me and my brand. And then I kind of landed on the, the raw framework. So it was just kind of breaking down my work into steps. But it just gave me a way to talk about, you know, my process and highlight my approach in a really, in really fun and interesting way. I love this. It sounds like it must make calls with new clients a lot easier because you're not going to be scrambling and wondering what to talk about when they're asking how you work. You know, you've got your solid process. You sound like you know what you're doing and it's sharing a bit of your personality as well. Yeah, exactly. And one of the fun things about it that I, that I like is that one of the steps isn't writing. (laughs) So I don't, I don't actually have writing and that's quite interesting for clients to see, okay, well, where is that? It's the, the assembly phase is where I kind of talk about the, the process as being like a puzzle. I actually kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together and I whip the words into shape and, and all of that kind of stuff. And that part of the framework was actually inspired by Eugene Schwartz. So he's a famous copywriter from kind of back in back in the day. And I remember he said, I read a book where he said, uh, copy isn't written, it's assembled. Um, I think that was the first little light bulb moment. And I just, I absolutely loved that because it felt really true to the way that I work. I don't feel like I sit down and write. My process is very research heavy, very discovery heavy, get on lots of calls with clients, do lots of custom research. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I just assemble the pieces together. And so it felt like a really interesting way to talk about the way that I work in a little bit, you know, it's a bit different to other people. Yeah. And I imagine it makes it easier to get across the value of what you're doing as well. So it's moving away from focusing on word count or the number of hours that you're spending on a project it's about the value and the process and your experience and research that goes into that yeah definitely you know sometimes projects take six eight or even more weeks and I could talk about that in 30 seconds like really simply you know (laughs) I can get a call a 20 minute intro call with a client and say cool this is the process that I follow step one two three four and then I can expand on that if we do decide to work together they have questions about it Just having those simple steps, I think, allows you to just give your clients confidence that you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about. So do you have any tips for other freelancers, maybe not necessarily copywriters, but any freelancer about how they could think about developing their own framework like this? Yeah, definitely. I think that having a framework, a process, whatever you want to call it, really applies to every every single industry out there. I would say first start looking at your process for kind of uniqueness you know, think about what what do you do differently to anyone else? Is there something that you do that no one else does? Or what skills do you have that you take for granted, maybe? Because you might be, you know, you might even follow a process, follow steps, and you, you haven't really thought about it, but it's actually kind of a differentiator. So start by doing that, kind of just walking through what steps do you work through on every single project. So that'll start getting the juices flowing. And then you can also look at the way you approach your work. So if you do think, okay, there isn't really anything crazy unique here, what are you doing? Maybe the same as everyone else, but they're just not talking about, you know, you know, maybe like the way that I've talked about assembly, assembling those pieces. I mean, we're all doing this. I'm sure you do the same thing, probably Louise, but maybe you would use a different word. So can you talk about what you do in, in a bit of a different way? So I think those are the first two steps and then start distilling that into like the simplest steps, you know, a, a framework that is more than three, four, maybe five steps. Once you go past that, it's, it's, uh, it's not going to stick. <laughs> so go for something simple and memorable. And this also ties in with the storytelling service that you provide your clients, doesn't it? Because you're using this framework to tell a story about how you work and how you get results for your client. So beyond frameworks, can you tell us a bit about how freelancers can approach the idea of storytelling in their marketing to get their message across in a memorable way? 
I think that storytelling is just like the foundation of everything, honestly. Like it's become a bit of a buzzword, unfortunately, because everyone is out there calling themselves a guru and a storyteller. <laughs> but it really does work, you know. We're built on stories from when we were young, you know, emotional stories, increase the oxytocin levels in our brain and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they just help you really connect with people. I'm a bit kind of anti-traditional storytelling. So you might have heard about uh, the hero's journey or the three acts or, you know, approaching storytelling in a traditional way is that you start with act one, act two, the climax, and then the kind of resolution. And I think that that's great. But when you just want to focus on your LinkedIn posts or your website or your whatever else, like sometimes that's not really practical. So I, I've pulled kind of a few elements from storytelling frameworks that I try to apply to my work. So one of the things that I look at is like familiarity. So just trying to put out things that we will be able to connect with our audience, you know, so that they relate to our lives because people want to see themselves in the work that you do. So just making sure that people feel seen. One of the other things is kind of challenge. So like picking, picking a fight, like lots of great stories have conflict. Uh, they force us to like take sides, you know, uh, form opinions. And so I often like to put a bit of conflict into the the messaging that I put out there and kind of take a stand. And then the other thing as well is the idea of promise. And so that's kind of closing the gap between what is and like what could be. Mm-hmm. So kind of using a story to help your customer or your reader or whoever create a better version of themselves. So kind of making sure that your client or your reader is actually the like protagonist of the story, if that makes sense. Yeah. I wonder if you've got any specific examples. So when you say something like picking a fight, what would that mean for a freelancer who's marketing their services or trying to tell a story about their services? Yeah. In, in sort of traditional storytelling, there's always a villain, right? So there's always someone, you know, the, the big bad wolf or the ogre or whatever. And that's a really easy principle to apply to, I think, our content and, you know, even social posting or blogs. Like, what do you stand for? What do you stand against? Mm. You know, so it could be if you're a freelancer who works in kind of analytics or design, maybe you're against, you know, big data or you're really for these privacy firms and you can create content and you can tell a story about yourself by picking that that fight or by showing that you really believe in something and I think that's a really great way to connect with clients who believe the same things that you do I think often as freelancers we're really scared to put our opinions out there Mm. but it's actually one of the biggest advantages of being your own company it's like I don't need to I don't need to check if my opinions align with like the boss and the top dog because that's us you know Mm -hmm. so don't forget to yeah just put your opinions out there and be a little bit challenging people love that and even if people disagree with you that's that's also fine if you try and appeal to everybody and you don't say anything that you think might be controversial then people don't know what you stand for do they so if you can be a bit bolder about sharing your opinions then maybe you'll attract more of the kind of clients who feel the same way and then it's gonna be more fun working with them isn't it yeah exactly and that's why I like to look at storytelling in a much more practical way I don't think storytelling is it's not really you know one day I was born and then this happened you don't need to tell your entire life story (laughs) it's just about pulling one tiny little element that people can just you know be engaged in and so yeah challenge is one of those and just sharing little snippets that people can relate to and one way to make sure that these frameworks that we've talked about and the stories and messages resonate with the right audience 
is through customer research, which I know you're an expert in. And that's true for a small company of one as much as any large tech company, isn't it? So I wonder if you've got any advice for simple ways that freelancers can ask for and act on feedback from their current clients or potential new clients and use that to inform storytelling and messaging. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I, I love using customer research in kind of everything I do. It's one of the, the big parts of the projects that I, I work on for my clients. So I will never work on copy or messaging without having spoken to, to customers because you can just get such juicy insights and you can hear the language and the way that people speak about your product, your service. So I would say maybe let's start with the, the easy things. So if you're trying to get feedback for a testimonial or just to understand what your client thought about your work, the first thing I would say to do is just to anticipate that talk about it in advance so if you're working on a project currently with a client you haven't mentioned that you'd like feedback at the end or you know you want to know then talk to them and say hey at the end of this project I'd love to get on a quick call get some feedback from you use the momentum of the project as well you know if during a project you hear a client say oh you know we love this or they just give you a a little bit of feedback use that moment to pounce and say great thanks so much for that would you be up for kind of sharing or expanding on that or giving that a testimonial so I think that's one way to kind of get immediate uh, testimonials And then if you're using uh, kind of customer research, maybe going back to older clients and to just understand maybe why they picked you or, you know, just understand your your marketing and your business better. Mm -hmm. The first thing I think is just don't worry, (laughs) like reach out, just ask people. I think the first hurdle people think is I I can't ask. I can't go back and say, you know, do you want to get on a call and chat with me? Because people don't want to. But people love talking about themselves. People love to help. So reach out, ask set expectations I think as well so set some boundaries say you know it's going to be 30 minutes it's going to be a few questions so people know what they're signing up for because people hate going into something without knowing and I'd also say the big one is never call an interview an interview <laughs> because interviews are horrible <laughs> so call it a chat because a chat doesn't sound scary you can send a survey if not but the, the best way to get feedback is really to get on the phone with someone so don't be afraid of, of picking up the phone or getting on a zoom Yeah, I totally agree. I have always used a very short set of questions that I would send people when I was asking for feedback at the end of a project and asking for a testimonial. And it's always worked pretty well. But recently, I had someone who asked to do it over the phone, which I hadn't really done before. But it worked so well. um, And I was able to dig into some of the things that they said and really just get down to another level of detail and insight that you wouldn't necessarily get where they're just replying to an email. And I, I do both, you know, I send surveys and I also get on the phone with with people so if it feels too scary then you know set up a set up a survey um but yeah people will say things in conversations that they, they don't write down and it's that language that's just so useful to hear yeah okay so thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today diane i certainly feel really excited to go and put my creative hat on and start thinking about what stories i could be telling about my services and coming up with frameworks and if listeners would like to ask you any questions about what we've been talking about today or find out more about what you do where would be the best place for them to find you yeah so um i hang out on linkedin way too much actually (laughs) so definitely head over there uh, send me a connection request say hi you know i'd love to answer any questions over there and i also have particularly because we were talking about customer research and questions i also have a, a cheat sheet of questions that i love to ask customers both in interviews and in surveys so uh, anyone who's listening and who wants a, a bit of a, a framework or doesn't know where to start and what questions to ask to help them with their work then they can grab that as well um i think maybe we can share the link in the show notes yes definitely yeah yeah so we'll, we can share that 
Okay, a huge thank you, Diane, and thank you to everyone for listening. And until next time, happy freelancing. (laughs) Thank you so much. You've been listening to 15 Minute Freelancer with me, Louise Shanahan, freelance health copywriter and content marketer at thecopyprescription.com. If you enjoyed this, please hit subscribe, leave a review or share it with a freelance friend. And if you've got a freelancing question you want answered on the podcast, find me and say hi on Twitter, LinkedIn or Instagram. Thanks and until next time, happy freelancing!